five, four, three, two, one. What up, everybody? I am the host, and you are tuned into the relationship experience. Yes, it's my experience. May not be yours. And we just dive into a journey of relationship based upon my relationship, what I see and what I experience. And what keeps this thing going is is us, right? You, me, we are each other, and it's all one big happy family. Sometimes we're not happy. It's all good. We'll deal with that. I want to hear from you. If you have a question, you are more than welcome to ask me a question. I would love for you to do that. I would love to communicate with you. I would love to talk with you. Um, you can do that on Instagram. Instagram and our Instagram is Trey Show 9. That's Trey Show 9. So the relationship experience, T-R-E show. That's S-H-O and the number nine. Um, hit us up in the DMs on the Instagram. Ask us some questions and we will respond to those questions via the podcast, answering some of those questions. If you want to dive deep into like who we are, what we're all about. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. I'm on a journey. I've been on this journey really all my life. This journey became laser point, laser pointed. It became more focused in the past few years. I'm fascinated by women. I'm fascinated by the mind of a woman, of the feminine. And I will forever seek out the mysteries of the feminine, for sure. Most definitely. And this journey has taken me down paths that have been scary, painful, exciting, adventurous. Now, I'm not talking about the adventure that everybody wants and says that they want on social media. They want to travel and go see different lands. That's, that's awesome. That's not the venture, adventure that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the adventure that really is exciting in the mind and in, the, in action. So it starts in the mind, moves to action, right? So it says this. Hey, Mark, how well do you know the person that you are with? How well does the person that you're with know you? Intimacy. I thought to myself, I don't know them at all. They don't really know me at all. How do we change that? This will take a lifetime. 
<laughs> this will definitely take a lifetime. And I will enjoy that journey. Now, the way I do it is going to be different from the way other people do it. And that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Um, because what I've learned is that I can't just ask my partner, hey, who are you? And then just flat out tell me who they are. And the reason why I say I can't do that is because I've tried. And for the person that I'm with, that just didn't work. I've talked to friends, family members, and really it's all the same thing. I, I hear all the same things. Um, and we, the, the list goes on and on and on. I've heard, um, yeah, I, you know, I, you know, I, I want someone to take care of me. I want someone to, you know, to, to be, to, to understand that they're there. I am their number one. I am their only one. Cool. Cool. Okay. So it's really the emotion is that is is what you're getting. You're getting back the emotion. And to a guy, to to a man, at least okay, let's just to me, I'm like thinking, well, how do I do that? And where do I learn how to do that? Do I watch movies? Do I listen to books? Do I read books? Do I go to church? Do I go talk to my friends? How do I do that? And then I started to just notice and behave. So I did people. I love to people watch. So I did behavior studies. I always do behavior studies. I'm always looking. I'm always listening. I'm always watching. Always. I don't care what I'm doing, working, playing, sleeping. It, it never turns off. And what I've noticed is a repetition. It's just the same thing over and over and over again. I'm hearing the same thing. Like, you know, you go on a date, you go out to dinner, you go out to a movie. And it's like, man, to me, that's boring. Go have coffee, go to the beach, walk on the sand. Uh, and it, don't get me wrong, like these things are, I'm not knocking any of these things. I'm not saying don't do these things. But for me, I can't be a cookie cutter type of a person. I can't just be like, okay, well, this is, this is how you do this. This is, this is what society does over here. You do this over there. Like, nah, no, <laughs> can't do it, man. I was talking to a girl and I asked her, what was her idea of a good date? Like a good first date. She was shy at first. She was reluctant to let me know what that was because she thought that I would judge her. And I will. <laughs> I will. Everybody does it. Everybody judges. Um, if they say they're not judging you, to me, when someone says, oh, I'm not judging you, that sends me a red flag. But that's besides the point. We're not going down that, that road. She says, well, I like picnics. 
I said, oh, that that sounds normal. That that that's what psh, they've been doing. People been having picnics for forever. She's like, no, not not what you're thinking about. I said, okay, well, what are you thinking about? What is this picnic? Where is this pic? What is this picnic all about? And she says, the picnic setting is in the cemetery. I said. Okay, so she didn't know who she was talking to because I am. Things don't surprise me because it is probably something I've already thought about or I'm just listening. I'm just I'm not. I'm just listening to her speak. And so I said, elaborate, (laughs) go deeper or go further. Like, why is that? And it was because she. One is afraid of death. She's afraid of death. And she had someone very, very close to her pass away at a very, very crucial time in her life on a very special day of, of their family. And it just has stuck with her that, that longing, that desire to, to be with that person again. And so going on a date, to the cemetery with some food and having lunch or dinner or whatever, having a picnic on the grass next to people who she doesn't know who are buried under the ground excites her. And that's something that she would want. And I said, okay, all right. That it is interesting and very different. I, I understand that once she really dove into to why it made it made sense. Cool. The trick is is that she would never tell the person whom she is dating or wants to date that she wants to go there. That person has to figure it out on their own. Now, that's where the fun part comes because that's when that person gets to really probe and gets to ask questions and gets to really know and find out who she is and understands her in a kind of a short amount of time right or or a long period of time this may not be the first date who who knows we don't really know that's besides the point but he has to know that she's dealing with something. So she would never necessarily come out and say it, but he has to, and how does he do that? How does one man do that? How do we get to understand the person that we are with? I think it comes down to, again, Disclaimer here. I am not. I actually don't know anything. I don't know nothing. Really. Uh, the, this is I'm just making all this up trying to figure out this thing we call relationships. This thing we call the feminine. I am on a mission and I will be on this mission to the day that I die. I love it. It excites me. And one of the things that 
I have noticed in the last few months is vulnerability. Vulnerability is the new currency to relationships. It's the key to relationships, to a relationship or many relationships, whether they be platonic or whether they be, you know, with your family or friends, um, romantic relationships, business relationships. It, there has to be vulnerability, intimacy, communication, understanding. And with that, there has to be honesty. And these are the, the tools that I have found that are working for me, at least, in my relationship with my partner. They're working for me. I understand that it starts with me. Me being open, me opening myself, me sharing my mind, my heart, my body with my partner. Not complaining, not being like like a, a little baby and like whining, not in a whiny way, but in a very masculine way. Just saying how I feel like, for example, um, sharing with you, whoever's listening, I don't know anything. I'm not here um, as an expert of, on relationships. And yet, personally, I believe that I am an expert. In my, I've, been in a, I've been in relationships all my life. I enjoy relationships. I really do. It, they're amazing. Even when it's hard, it's amazing. Because you come out learning so much. So it's me saying, it's me saying that. Because it's hard. It's hard to say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to navigate this thing. But what I do know is that I'm relentless, completely relentless in the journey. And I enjoy the journey more than I enjoy the goal or the end game. Because that end game is a long game. We're, we are in a slow cooker in, the, in relationships. Meaning what? Meaning that it's, it just it takes time. Uh, we might be stewing in it for Days, years, years and years and years and years and years before we even un uncover one simple thing about each other or 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 individually. Intimacy. Key, it's knowing and being known. Knowing and being known, creating that space for her to let you know her darkest, deepest secrets. And I don't mean dark like bad, dark like wrong. I mean that it, it's buried under things that there, there is no light there yet. 
And the man is the light. The man goes and and finds. And the way he, because, well, because, he finds because he creates that space, that safe space. She feels safe in all aspects, all aspects. She feels safe to allow him in that dark space that nobody knows that is there. That takes time. The first thing in a man's mind is, I'm willing to do the time. I used to work at a jail. I worked there for five, six years or whatever. And talked to many inmates, a lot of inmates from different walks, different backgrounds. And one of the things that this gentleman said who was a skinhead. Oh, that's, what he, that's what he said. I don't know how true that is. That's, that's what he told me. And he said, you, know, you have to know how to do time. You have to want to do the time. Like, you, you, you did the crime. And now your sentence is maybe life. Maybe it's five years. And he said, how I do it as I, I, I want to do the time. Like I have to, I have to understand. I have to want to do the time. It's too late. It's too late for me. I can't turn back. I already made the mistake. I'm here. Can't go nowhere. I got to face it. Head on. And I say that because... In this journey of relationship, it's not a prison. Well, some relationships, I believe, are prisons um, and slavery. That's a whole nother. I will actually go on to another podcast and talk about those two things um, right there. What I'm saying is, is that you have to want to take the time. You can't have it right now. It is a delayed gratification to understand what is under and in that space that is dark because you yourself have to find it in yourself. You have to find it in yourself and be honest with yourself. And that shit is hard. It's not easy, but when it comes out, there's free, there's freedom in there. That's where the freedom lies. That's where the true freedom lies. It is, is letting, you have to, how do I even put this? In order to love yourself, you have to know who you are. You have to dig deep in yourself. You have to go and dig deep and look under all the rocks and the deep rocks and the deep, deep, deep oceans where there is no light. And you have to find out what the hell is down there and deal with it. Heal, lean into it, experience it, own it, own it, own it, own it, own it. You have to relax in it. You have to relax in it.
I was watching a um video and I've done martial arts as a kid, like when I was younger. Um, and it, I believe that it has st- stuck with me for sure. And one of the, in this video, this guy was explaining how to combat and move in a, in a street fight. Most people would think you got to tense up and, and be strong and put your fist up, right? Get ready. You got to be ready for this attack. True. You got to be ready for the attack. But he said, the way you're ready is, is slow everything down. Slow everything down to a slow motion. Don't raise your voice. Don't get too cocky. Don't put your hands up. But be ready. And be able to strike in that calm position, that calm, soft position. And that's what it takes to find out what the hell is going on in yourself. You, we, we got to slow down. We're way, we're moving way too fast. We're moving way too, and we think it's okay. Like, who said it's okay? Who told you it's okay to move this fast? Who? I like to talk to him. <laughs> I like to talk to that guy, that, that person. We got to slow things down. And it's it's challenging. We don't want to do it. We make excuses not to do it. But if you're like me, you'll do it. You'll sl- you'll slow down to find out who she is. And you'll know that she's strong. You'll know that she's stronger than than you think she is. You'll find out that she's really weak. You'll find out that she's depressed. You'll find out that she doesn't truly love herself or like herself. You'll find out that she hasn't really dealt with the quote-unquote demons (laughs) and her past. She really hasn't dealt with it. She just changed into a person that's hard and that's hardened. And then she's truly lost her sense of the feminine. And our job as men is to get that back. To help her. Create a safe space. A true, honest, open, safe space. She has to know that you will protect her. If she doesn't want to be protected, maybe you got the wrong woman. Just saying, I don't know. That's for you to work out. That's not for me to work out. The table is set. It's just you two at the table. All the little things in your mind are the course, are the courses.
when I'm sitting at a table and I don't know what I'm looking at food-wise, I might ask some questions. I might look at it. I might turn it upside down. I might taste it. See if I like it. I don't just taste food. When I eat food, I don't just taste food. That's the that's the that's the first part. One, the, I, I see it, I smell it. <laughs> it's the first thing I do to everything. I smell everything, and I taste it. Move it around in my mouth, swallow it, and then after like an hour or two, even the next day, if I haven't eaten anything, I I wonder how how do I feel. I check my body. How do I feel after I ate that food? Is there a bad aftertaste? Is there a good aftertaste? Because food to me is medicine. And when I'm honest and I'm vulnerable, when I make this statement, when I say that I need women, a year ago it was it was hard for me to, to even say something like that. Because they bring an energy that no other person on this planet can bring. Why do you think, why do you think women are so suppressed in our society? The whole world. You got to think about that. I I mean, I really think about that. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold up. (laughs) Hold up. The very human being that brings life that brought you into this world you want to knock down no we can't we can't do that we got to build and protect now, when, when I say protect, man, you got to understand, like, I'm not saying that women are weak. Women are already being attacked. They can't. They, well, they, there was a point in time where they couldn't vote. In some countries, they walk behind. Some countries, they got to do this and do that and all these different stipulations that women got to do can't wear this don't wear this don't say this don't be a bitch don't you know don't cause any kind of scene <laughs> they're, they're attacked on the daily when i think when i say slavery i wonder what pops in your mind for me per- and, and everyone's going to be different what pops in my mind is black people Black people slavery, black where I live, black people slavery. And that's probably like the number one suppressed human. But very close to that is a woman. You got to look. I just want, I'm not going to say too much about that. I just want you to start looking at certain things. I dive deep into it. I look at behaviors and I'm just like, wow. Look how men treat women. That's like, wait a minute. Hold up. 
I'm not saying, you know, you'll you'll see a group of people, let's just say, and they'll use the word bitch. And like, look, look at that bitch over there. That nasty ass bitch hoe. And back in the day, I'd be like, oh, you shouldn't call them that. But it's really about behavior. It's about behavior. It's about. They may only know they're only acting out on what they know. They're doing the best that they know how to do. And when you look at it like that. Well, I look at it like that. I'm like, if, when you want help, if you want help, if you want guidance. If you want a way out. Talk to me. I'm not going to save you, but when you, when you're ready. When you're ready. This thing is deep. Nobody ever taught me about relationships. Nobody ever sat me down and and discussed it with me. Not in detail. The church tries. The church tried. They tried and failed. <laughs> failed miserably. Because they only gave you bullet points. <laughs> Treat your woman like the church. Well, what? <laughs> how, how, how do I do that? Well, who is the church? Your woman. Well, what's the, why would you call her the church? Well, I'm, I'm confused. Nurture her. Okay, cool, cool, okay. How do I do that? It's all, it's just bullet, again, a great job, but failed. You, oh, oh, the church can only get you so far when it comes to relationships. I was doing it, I've been in it, in Christianity, in this, in that religion, that sect of religion for, I'm what, I'm 42 right now. So for 40 years. And every person I've, every marriage I watched, it, it wasn't like, I'm like, well, does it, it should it change? Cause y'all still hate each other. How do, why do you still hate each other? <laughs> Oh, you just mean, oh, okay. You don't hate each other? Not on Sunday, huh? On Sunday, you don't hate each other. Oh, okay. But every other day, and then you're like, oh, we made it to, we made it to 50 years. What does that mean? There was a couple... I was in a, a church like couple meeting or whatever, and there was an older couple, and then they were asked a question. I forgot what the question was, man, but it just doesn't really matter. They were asked a question about it, it, the general question was, "How do you do it?" They were married for like thirty something years or whatever. How do you do it? How did you do it? 
How did you turn out? So good. Now, I'm going to tell you my thought, but I'm going to tell you my thought after I tell you what they said. There was a long pause. And they didn't look at each other. They looked down to the ground. And they both said, I don't know. We're, we are struggling. We don't have the answers. And they couldn't even look at each other. It was almost like if you were there, you, you, if you were there and you had one brain cell, <laughs> the, you would have, you would have thought, man, I, they might hate each other. They might just hate each other right now. Because they can't look at each other. They can't even touch each other. And I thought to myself, so my thought was to the person who asked the question. The person who asked the question only asked, it was, uh, it was about the years. You've been together so long, so you must have it right because you're still together. I thought, well, does that really equate? Does the years equate to a good marriage, a good relationship? Because you've been together for so long. To me, in my world, in my brain, and what I hear is you're just comfortable. You don't know any different. And being a religion, take it a step further, you're not allowed to get a divorce or separation. So you just, with this person, being miserable, not knowing how to get out, and no one's actually teaching you. So you look, you, you're, you're 60 and 70 years old, and you've been in a relationship for 30, 40, 50 years, and you look like you should know something, but you don't because you haven't been taught anything. We have to slow down. We got to take some steps back. We got to take a lot of steps back and reflect. Or at least I had to. That's what I had to do. I had to, I had to reflect. I had to take some steps back. And pause. And so far the outcome is. This thing we call marriage, it's not what we think it is. Again, I don't have all the answers, but it's, it is not what we think it is. To the church, it means one thing. To the state, it means another thing. And really, those two things that they think are different are really the same. They're the same. The church, again, is, you know, treat your spouse like the church. Care for her, cherish her, all these, all these things. 
honor her. Okay. Yes. And I actually believe that. You should. You should. Love. Commitment. Loyalty. Honoring her. Yes. I agree. I agree if you are not even in a religion or even like religion. You shouldn't be with somebody you hate. If you love yourself, you're you're you will love her. If you honor yourself, you will honor her. And then you got to break it down what honor means. You got to break down what loyalty means. This past year, um, April, my wife, her birthday came out, came out, came around. And for the first time, I had like all these things planned. And I wasn't proud of me planning all these things and doing the things that I did that I'm about to tell you was that I genuinely like cared. I was excited. I felt like a kid. You know, I felt like, oh, man, this is a this is a very refreshing feeling. I enjoyed it. You know, like on her birthday, we did a certain thing. Um, I actually forgot what we did. What did we do on her birthday? Did I rub her feet? Probably. I may have gotten food. I may have ordered some food or something like that. We had it at the house. I was working late. Um, but the next few days, we did a family. Uh, we did like a family uh, thing. We went to Santa Cruz. We got burritos at our favorite burrito spot in Santa Cruz super dope um Takaria Michoacan I don't know if I'm saying that right or not but it's whew, fire burritos um went to the beach hung out played frisbee had fun and then um we went out to um eat at her favorite restaurant uh, another day, just her and I, I had got a babysitter and everything, set it, set it all up. She had no idea what was going on. So it was a surprise. Um, and then it was cool because, like, what I wanted to do something, not only are we going to go out on Friday, but I wanted to do, like, remember back in the day when, I don't know if you did this, but there was a thing called um, at, in high school, Sadie Hawkins Dance, where you dressed up the, the same and you... Um, went to a dance and then got married and stuff like that. Um, well, what we did was we didn't get married, but what we did was dress up the same. So we had the same shoes on, same same. We had shorts on and the same shirt, same kind of stuff. She she very feminine like shirt, like black shirt, and then some jean um, light denim shorts with some um, black and white uh, vans. And I wore the same thing. I had a shirt, uh, black shirt. Um, and she wanted margaritas. So we went out, I, I found a restaurant from where I had the best margarita, um, that I've ever had. And I don't really drink too, too much. Um, but she, she had one, 
Um, I was a designated driver, so I did not drink. And we went out, drank. She had one. And then we went to go eat. And it was just, it was beautiful, you know. It was, you know, it was, it was amazing. And, and we did something the next day too. What did we do the next day? Oh, I had bought her a, um, on her birthday. That's what I did. She wanted a certain speaker. So I bought the speaker because she wanted the music t- for the kids and stuff like that when they go to the park and, and hang out. When we go to the beach, we can listen to music and stuff, a nice quality sound. So we did that. So I got that for her. Um, and it was just like this cool series of events. Now, I didn't do it to please her, actually. It was an overflow of abundance that, that came from me. It was an overflow of abundance that came out and it came out and I want to give this to her. Based upon the things that she has said recently and in the past of what she wanted, actually very recently. She in passing and talking, she'd be like, oh, man, you know, I want a margarita. I was like, "Okay, cool. Note, (laughs) check. I want to do that for her. That'd be exciting. And it was all, it was really all random, honestly. Like, it was like, oh, I got to ba- get a babysitter. Boom. And it's like, okay, cool. And we have fun. Now, I think the difference is, is that it came from, it came from me, my mindset, my abundance. I didn't want kudo points. I didn't, I wasn't expecting anything. And so there, there was a difference. And it wasn't last minute. It wasn't, you know, spur of the moment. It felt like that, but I, I did have to plan on saving some money, making some money extra here, extra there. Put this over here. Make sure I have this. Make sure I have that. And we had a great time. We had a great time celebrating her and honoring her. Just her and I. For the for the first time in a long time. And it was a very special moment. Extremely special moment. One of the things that excites my wife, excites? Excites my wife, is not gifts and stuff. She's not a gift like buyers, all these things. That's not who she is. Her love language is affection and quality time. But in her feminine, what she really enjoys is me taking control. She loves that. Me taking control. Me where she doesn't have to do anything. She doesn't have to think about anything. She didn't have to worry about nothing. And she enjoys that. Whenever you are 
surprised by your woman's actions. And you say to her, but you said you are forgetting that she has a feminine essence. What your what your woman says is like a cloud passing in the sky, well formed, coherent and unrecognizable moments later. Men, we need to recognize the behavior and the emotions. So emotions now to me. When someone says women are so emotional and that they're saying it almost as if like it bothers them, it doesn't bother me. I want my woman to be emotional. That is why. And I had to figure this out recently. This is why I'm fascinated by women and fascinated by the person that I'm with. And I, it's because I need that, that emotion. Emotion is the electricity, the vibrations of this universe in motion. And they hold that. And that is why people want to suppress them. Because they hold the power of life. <laughs> you know, you ever think about that? They hold the power of life. They hold the power of life. That is the emotion. So when my wife is giving me all these emotions, I, I love it. It's energy in motion. E-motion. Electricity in motion. E-motion. It brings life. It brings life to me. It brings life to our children. It brings life to the world. That's why I love her. I love her because I love me. I love me first so that I can actually have the space and the time to love her. Take care of your star player first. Please take care of your star player first. Cat Williams, take care of your star player first. Because when you do that, You'll be ready for others. That's how it always is. It's, there's no different. When you prepare to go out, you spend a whole lot of time going out and you spend a whole lot of time for the summertime going out to the beach, getting your body right, getting your makeup right, getting your hair cut right. Marriage has turned into something that is very sick. Extremely sick. To the point where I don't want it anymore. I don't like it. And I want to divorce it.
and continue to blaze a trail with Tamara and whoever else. To continue to blaze that trail, but divorcing marriage because marriage is sick. It's in the hospital with cancer. It's dying. It needs to be, relationships need to be revived. What's left after divorcing marriage is commitment, true, solid commitment. Love, an obscene, an obscene amount of love and everything else that's in the love. So when I say commitment, think of like a balloon, or like a big, massive warehouse. And inside it, you're going to put things in it. You're going to put valuables in it. That's what I mean by commitment when I, and, and love. Commitment is the decision. You, I've decided. This is what I want. This is what I desire. Love is... Okay, so you have... Six toes. I love you. <laughs> cool. My wife doesn't have six toes. But I don't know. Maybe your one of your breasts is bigger than the other one. I don't know. Maybe you, you, you maybe your toes are longer than one or the other. Cool. All right. That's what it is. Loyalty. Loyalty is this. Loyalty is what people see. All right, everybody, we're going to do a part two on this one of love, commitment and loyalty. Um, The title will be Divorcing Marriage. Yes, Divorcing Marriage. The idea. The idea of marriage. A lot of us. Because of religion. Um, and society, those two combined, those two had a baby, and then we get our idea of marriage. And we look at marriage and we say, this is this is what God wants, right, in religion. And I'm encompassing all of it. This is what God wants us to do. He wants us to be married. Some may say, before you have sex, you got to be married. You get married because of love. You get married because you care for that person. You get married because you honor that person. You get married because you respect that person. Why? Because in religion, a, a woman in religion who is having sex outside of marriage is an adulterer. According to religion, I'm not, these are not, again, when I speak, I'm just speaking on what I've learned and what I'm reading uh, in religion. And you gotta, you gotta remember, I'm, I'm only 42, so I haven't read every single religious book that has ever come out. Um, I've read the Bible, um, from cover to cover, uh, I think two or three times, and I've, I read at the Bible, 
meaning sporadically, like here, here, like for for study reasons, I read for study reasons. I read for um, uh, understanding, and I read for um, wisdom. So when a guy, you ask a guy, he's like, well, I, I want to respect her. So I don't want her to look bad in the, the society's eyes or religion's eyes, the view. I don't want her to, you know, look bad because outside of marriage, we're having sex. And then people find out and it's like, oh, no, oh, no. And, and within religion, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. You guys should get married. Don't you love her? <laughs> right. Opposed to you actually like it's almost like they're thinking, well, you you, you must hate her now outside of marriage because you're having sex with her. So then you hate her. And if you're religious, if you love her, then you would get married. And then that that switches things. So the marriage switches things. So it's it's and and, and my question is, how how does that work? Y'all, I'm just trying to figure out how this thing works, y'all. I don't, cond- I don't like subscribe to any one thing. As right, I think we're all trying to figure it all out. <laughs> we're all just trying to figure this thing out, man. That's what we're all trying to do, and we all—it's all everywhere. There's like, when you look at the stars and the galaxies, it's like, okay, well, there's a star, and within that star, there's another galaxy with another billion planets and stars. You know what I'm saying? It just keeps going and going and going and going. So that that's just where I'm at, you know. I almost don't even take myself seriously. You know, I really don't. Um, I'm just trying to figure this thing out. But what I'm left with and what, in this love journey, what we decided to do is have the foundation of love, true love, right? And even in that love, there's conditions. You know, love is unconditional, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I talk about this on another podcast. N- not from what I see. I show me an unconditional love because I've not, I've not seen not not in humans, <laughs> not in humans. You know, um, and then what about forgiveness? You got yeah, you know, forget based on your policies and how you run your relationship. There can be forgiveness, and sometimes there's not. Um, so love, commitment, and loyalty. Loyalty meaning what? What I say, loyalty. It's what people see with my relationship with Tamara. So if they, when they see it, they think, "Oh, they're so in love." Oh my gosh, look at that love. And you may, you may be able to see the love now because I'm. I'm exposing it, but to when I look at a couple, I don't see love when they're kissing that. I mean, I guess you can incorporate that into love if you want. It depends on how you look at it. I don't look at it that way. Um, love is encompassing of like f- all those things, forgiveness, um, not, what does the Bible say? Not um, keeping any wrong, Okay. If I say I love you, I'm not holding you to like a wrong. Like, oh, man, last week, you know what I'm saying? You said you was going to take me out, you know, give me this gift. And how come you didn't do it? 
you know, man, you you hurt me because you you said I ask you if I look fat and in this dress and you said, yes, I look fat in this dress. That really hurt. And then a year later, you bring it up and you're still mad. You're still holding it against that person. <laughs> that to me in my world shouldn't exist if I love that person. Loyalty is what people see. Loyalty is what people see. And what people experience. So loyalty is. I can say. Again this is this is a. I'm, I'm just giving you a recap. Or a po- pre-cap. Pre-cap. Because I'm going to do a whole another podcast. Called Divorcing Marriage. And. It's what people see. So my wife is out. And we've already. We love each other. We're committed to each other. And people can see the loyalty. With us. And again, I'll talk about this in another podcast. So we're going to stop right there. It's always been a pleasure. Remember, I'm I'm not any kind of a, a license, anything. Uh, according to this world and this world system, um, I continue to move move away from this world system as as far as possible, as much as I can, and have the balls to at this current time. <laughs> and peace to you. Know that uh, that what does religion say? Um, man, be a blessing. Or stay blessed. You know, they keep saying stay blessed. I don't say those things because it, it already is. It is. You, you, if you are, you embody it. You wouldn't have to say it. I don't walk around telling people I'm black. <laughs> hey, I'm black, y'all. I'm, I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm black. Stay black. Stay like that don't make no sense. You know. So more power to you. Understanding. Wisdom, knowledge, your boy. I love you. Peace.